0: More and more people are moving to cities and that's going to affect almost every industry.
1: We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem.
0: What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference, absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Going Green. We've got a great guest on the show today. Very excited to hear his story and learn a little bit more about what he's doing. Uh, we are zooming in here in San Diego, and we've got uh, these guys coming in from um, the Bay Area. I might be messing that up, but we'll dive a little <laughs> deeper once we, uh, once we start chatting. And so, without further ado, we've got Howard Turner, the co founder of Kinestral, on the show today. Howard, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. Sure. So did I butcher that? I know you guys are in the Bay Area, but... Uh, no. no,
1: you didn't butcher it. We're right there um, on the east side of the Bay Area, across from San Francisco and Hayward.
0: All right, so one California into another, not too far away. So uh, just let's dive right into it. Tell us a little bit about Canestral and what you guys are working on.
1: Yeah, So uh, there is a, a, a technology out there that... that uh, we just launched a product around that is a a, a window that just doesn't sit there. Uh, it, uh, it it's uh, got the sort of lifetime and 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 is being adopted by the industry now. That switches from a very transparent state, that in our case looks just like a normal window, to essentially blackout uh, or very very deep, or 99.9% of the light is uh, tinted away. And what this does is it. Uh, and it's reversible, and it in in our case, it switches you know for you know tens of 20, 30 years um, between these two states and any intermediate state. What it does in terms of energy is it cuts out the solar heating that is associated is about fifty percent of the energy cost associated with an air conditioner in your in your home. And so by simply tinting, you not only create a more comfortable room without uh, you you also save you know a huge amount of energy and uh, and you deliver uh, comfort uh, wear etc so this this is a technology that we've invested in for the last 10 years and we're just rolling the products out to the marketplace today
0: that's fascinating honestly and I mean being from you know here in San Diego where it's sunny most of the year can easily see how, you know, that could apply to a lot of, you know, so many different places. Are you guys more commercial or residential, or is it a combination?
1: Yeah, the industry really focused first on commercial. Um, these are big projects that can kind of pay for new new technologies. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's a technology that, you know, we started 10 years ago, uh, building off really the backs of the incumbents that spent 20 years really pushing us into the the rightfully very conservative, you know, millennia-old construction industry, um, which is risk-averse. Um, and uh, yeah, the, it, it's, a, uh, it's a really neat field. I really didn't know about it until 10 years ago. Um, and so we're kind of the second generation in that case, in this case.
0: Very interesting. So let's bring it back. So uh, I was reading that you have a PhD in chemistry. Is that correct? That
1: is correct.
0: I am a chemist. There we go. So how did you transition from the chemist side of things over to the entrepreneurial side of things? So I
1: was, uh, that's a good good way to ask the question. Um, you know, I, I got my PhD at MIT in 1982, um, and that work that was the essence of my thesis um, drove me to uh, take a job in big-time chemical industry, um, developing a Catalyst technology for making advanced plastics, and so I was that was a great career. Um, I spent close to fifteen years um, uh, against all odds really uh, uh, a uh, being accepted in a conservative chemical company, but also being able to uh, be associated with a big uh, revolution in the polymer and plastics industry that uh, that uh, folks don't really know about, you just uh, benefit from. Uh, And I got, uh, I ended up just about the time I accepted I was gonna be at this company, Exxon Chemical Company for the rest of my life. Um, I got recruited to join a startup company in this in Santa Clara Valley where I grew up. Um, And that was quite a successful company. It was focused on uh, uh, doing to the material science industry, what the uh, drug discovery industry, chemists did for the pharmaceutical industry, which was to improve the efficiency of research, the number of experiments you can do, by a factor of up to a 1,000 to 10,000, uh, by uh, shrinking the size of your experiments and uh, using advanced robotics, and today, machine learning, actually. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, the entrepreneurial switch really was from Exxon to, was to Symex in the Bay Area. And then we spun Canestrel out of Synex. Um, after, uh, it, uh, after about 12 years to work on this problem. Taking the equipment uh, that, uh, some of the equipment that we had, uh, my business partner and co-founder Sam Berg, um, Sam was the head of engineering and I ran the chemistry group and we, we essentially extracted ourselves and started uh, Connectable about 10 years ago.
0: That's amazing. It's funny because our last guest on Going Green before you is actually also a chemist turn entrepreneur. She started her first business in college, sold it, and then now she's working in more of the fuel industry. But um, but I'm I'm fascinated about, and I think this is something that some of the most successful entrepreneurs, business owners in the world do, is they have a background in something outside of business and entrepreneurship. They have a specialty focus, and then they're able to take what they're their expertise is in and apply it to a business model and and they disrupt an industry. And that's how new, uh, new things are born. And, and I love that that's fascinating as a business owner myself, as you know, someone who's entrepreneurial um, I'm a firm believer that the private sector really drives a lot of change quickly Um, and dollars bode. And, and, you know, when there's big investments and there's, there's big opportunities to save money and make money, A lot of people can get behind it, and and change happens quick. So that's great for you guys. Now um, that was ten years ago. So what are you guys working on today? What's sort of the day-to-day at Canestro? Uh,
1: Well, it's mostly from home. uh, Recently, Uh, the uh, so we are, uh, you know, we are now at the commercial. We've launched a product. Uh, We've, you know, about eight of the, well, actually nine of those ten years were uh, very, very quiet, and uh, you know we invested, you know over two hundred million dollars building this technology to close performance gaps in the existing product line that would um, essentially drive adoption, not because it saves energy, uh, but because it is uh, valuable. It switches when you want it to, from colors you like to colors you like. Uniformly, and the incumbent technology almost was there, but you know it took 23 minutes to switch, and the switching is is, is from the edges where the uh, wires are hooked um, to the middle first, and so it 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 does the trick for energy savings, but it doesn't respond to humans' needs. You know, we use it internally. Uh, for for conference rooms right now, the, this room is isolated because it's blacked out because the electrochromic window is there. So the first eight years was really R and D, uh, proof of principle. Um, you know, prove that you can do this or go home is basically the, the situation. Uh, uh, and now we are, you know, trying to become a franchise, uh, uh, you know, business standalone operation with manufacturing sales and marketing and R&D and so I'm in charge of the R&D roadmap um, uh, and uh, uh, big changes and improvements in the manufacturing facility uh, in in Taiwan Um, and so it's it's now a full-blown manufacturing uh,
0: uh, sales and marketing organization that's fascinating and congratulations that's a lot of time energy hard work that goes into that it's not an easy path i'm sure and you touched on something for those listening um and watching we're just on the very end of the quarantine times right now so that's sort of why we're uh we're zooming today um but for you know you don't have to dive too deep but to kind of the average person who's listening and watching could you explain a little bit of the scientific um process that goes into that change of the actual
1: yeah so it, it, it there
0: are uh, it
1: the, the the device is uh, uh from a from the user point of view it's quite simple you can talk to alexa and tell it to i mean i could make this room very dark really quickly um in the, over two minutes if i wanted to um which i don't um <laughs> uh, it the uh Excuse me, what was the, I, I lost track of my... Uh,
0: yeah, no worries. What, um, in like the most basic sense, what's kind of the science, science yes. behind it? The, the device architecture
1: itself is, is that it resembles uh, at a high level identically what a lithium-ion battery is. It's a, lithium, it's a transparent lithium-ion battery uh, type device, incredibly stable. I mean, these things—you put them in ovens for, you know, a year and switch them uh, fifty to a hundred thousand times, and they come out the same as they they, they did at, at extreme temperatures. Um, it's a thin film battery sandwiched between two pieces of gla- a very thin glass uh, that uh, has uh, wires like anodes and cathodes that can hook up to a twelve-volt battery. And, uh, and, and switch at your command, essentially.
0: Man, that's that's amazing. I, I want one now. Sounds <laughs> nice, you know? <laughs> so so everybody I, does. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Um, and out of curiosity, I see the, the images behind you. Are, do you. Does it do other colors, or is it just to the... Yeah, so
1: what you're looking at behind me is actually the reflection uh, off of the black, Ninety-nine point nine percent in uh, 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 light-absorbing window, um, and so you're seeing the parking lot of uh, of my of my office off the back here. Um, and uh, in terms of color changes, um, the uh, the darkened state and the transparent states remain the same for the life of the product. And uh, it, one of the things on the roadmap will be. To uh, provide, you know, it, it, consumers care about the color in the darkened state, um, and trends. Um, they're it, it, from architecture also change with time, and so I think we'll see this kind of thing happening in the future. But right now, you know, just being able to have a nice color neutral deep dark state and a clear state brings quite a lot in terms of environment and and and. Uh, and health and service and, and, and health, which is amazing, actually. It's incredible how it's not just energy and comfort. It's actually health and well-being. Scientific studies are showing improved sleep, relieve eye strain, uh, anxiety. It's, it's, it's that part I didn't appreciate um,
0: until, until recently. Wow, yeah, that's, that's super cool. I never really thought about that way. Um... And it's funny you mentioned that because we had another guest in the past uh, with a company called Solitude. I'm not sure if you ever heard of them, but they basically mm-hmm. reflect, let's say you have a dark room. They mm-hmm. can build something that reflects light into the room. So natural sunlight comes yeah. into the dark right. room. And they said, you know, it's a great business model and they're installing it. But what they didn't realize was just the actual psychology behind having natural sunlight in an otherwise dark room and what that has in the effect of people's health. Um, so I can imagine, you know, the like you said, the sleep or the daytime, the sun's coming in and you can change that pretty quickly and easily. Um, and that's a good segue into kind of my next question. Where do you sort of see, you know, not both the company and really this industry as a whole going in the future? So
1: uh, hopefully mass adoption. Uh, is the key in terms of you know where we are today you know we're past the early adoption phase in the industry and when I say we it's just recently us have joined this Uh, the incumbent companies of which there are two big ones um, uh, have pushed really hard now projects are actually becoming specified as opposed to having to push it onto the marketplace which is great so we're sort of at a tipping point and you know i think we've helped the the the, the tipping point by bringing uh, a a product into the marketplace you know the market has um uh which is the big time commercial construction folks they're all about making money and provi- uh, providing uh uh, uh uh providing value um the the uh I was thinking about this uh, on the way in. It's, it's kind of ironic. It, it took about 15 years for the, the sort of early adopters to, um, uh, to, to, uh, to recognize um, that uh, and accept electrochromic uh, lights controlling windows as, as an option. But they also accepted, because it hadn't changed in 15 years, that the dynamic window market uh, technologies... And the kinds of products you're going to get is static; that it's not going to change; that it's always going to take half an hour to switch; it's always going to be from the edges first; it's always going to be a little bit yellow in the clear state; it's always going to be too blue. And I think with with us coming in and 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 and, and probably others as well, um, that, that 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 perception that that perception, perception has changed. And so what we're going to see is more people, more competitors, our competitors, and we're bracing for that to come in. Um, you're gonna see lower cost products. Uh, you're gonna see this being used in everyday life. Um, our, our kids will definitely uh, have this as part of uh, part of their life. They'll, they'll think fondly on when Windows didn't respond to them. Um, and uh, their kids will probably not remember uh, having to deal with static, static Windows. And I think that's starting to become recognized by the construction industry
0: Mm -hmm. man that's that's interesting i love it and it's it's cool because you know you mentioned kind of the tipping point and i think there's a lot of industries right now that are sort of at that tipping point where they've been working for the past 10 15 20 years on kind of creating you know a little bit more of a sustainable product and just now um really the general public is getting behind that push for more sustainability especially in uh, commercial and residential development you know they're always looking to make the you know the house or building smarter you know with technology and not only smarter and you know more sustainable but also proving how that can save money you know how can it lower the electric bill how can it um, so when all of those things add up it's kind of a no-brainer that you're gonna start seeing these things get implemented and not just you know, whole entire building is getting completely restructured and all of these things implemented at once, you know, with new builds. So it's, it's really cool to kind of see, you know, sort of the behind the scenes of what's taken place, all the the hard work that's gotten to this point. And then really, you know, I'm excited to see it, you know, kind of take off and explode. And I never, you know, I always like to think about, you know, what will the future look like? It never really dawned on me that, you know, windows, which are something that, every one, every room, every building has that we right. have into our life all the time is gonna be something that's gonna be smarter and more energy efficient.
1: You know, it, 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 I don't know that people, have, I certainly didn't appreciate how much electrical energy is used in buildings in, in the United States. Something like 70% of the electrical energy in the United States is consumed by buildings. And uh, what is the statistic? Uh, 29 to 30% per- of that energy is lost through windows i mean through the building facade and 7% of the total US electrical energy is wasted through window energy loss 7% the total photovoltaic uh, adoption in the United States is 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 less than 4% so it, it the, 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 we're screwing you know photovoltaic <laughs> panels on our roofs when we have windows that we could put those pieces of glass in and it, it's kind of ironic actually <laughs> so, i like this show and helping get the word out about
0: it yeah no that that's the whole idea behind it and um in one one moment that i kind of can remember that really sticks out to my mind is i was in new york and we we went to the empire state building and we were just going up to the top you know the top for a view and while we're waiting, um, they had this little, uh, little thing set up where they said, you know, we completely redesigned the Empire State Building so that it's more energy efficient. And, and I don't want to butcher the statistics of, you know, how much more efficient they made it. But it's like you said, just it was mind blowing how much energy is lost and how inefficient certain processes are. And then when you take a, you know, an American icon like the Empire State Building, they completely redo it and it's saving them millions of dollars every year. And it's also better for the environment and the, the people who work there are more efficient. Um, it was really eye opening to, you know, see how, you know, if, if they're doing it with something like that, I can only imagine new buildings that are being made and, and older buildings that are getting, you know, reengineered right. to be more efficient like that. So it's, it's great that you guys are on the forefront of that.
1: You know, the uh, I'm familiar with the Empire State Building. It actually, it was a Silicon Valley startup company that sadly didn't make enough money on that on that project. But that was a her- herculean effort, really. And it was kind of happening when we were starting the company, um, actually. Uh, it was a little bit of a concern that they weren't making any money. But... <laughs> the, <laughs> Uh, you know, pulling off it, you know, you have to become a successful business and you have to have the product adopted for it to become used. Mm-hmm. And that's why we went after this product. Because unlike photovoltaics, where it's kind of annoying to put it on your roof, this actually adds a benefit um, uh, 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 as well. And it's just a matter of, you know, convincing the construction industry and getting pricing and, and uh, multiple uh, suppliers out there so that the world will be benefit.
0: Exactly. Yeah. When I said I was just there, this was probably like seven or eight years ago when I did that trip. Yeah. So there's a, you know, time flies. Yeah, um, they
1: put triple panes in. Yeah. They, yeah.
0: The yeah, exactly. old
1: windows out and rebuilt them into triple panes. Oh, pretty, really? Yeah. Wow. So They, they cool. preserve the exterior look. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, well, you did touch on something really important and that's, you know, in the sense of being an entrepreneur, you also have to have a solid business model that makes money, right? Like it, you can't, Um, you can't just have this idea and it burns cash because that's not efficient. It's not sustainable. So, uh, what's kind of your, um, sort of game plan to scale up the business aside from the science and everything, but like, what's the, what's the more business side? And what are your personal business goals and what's it like being, you know, an entrepreneur?
1: Okay. So let's see, in terms of corporation, you know, we, uh, we just are launching the product, um, uh, the, uh, you know, we're ramping up uh, the the factory and the corporate objective is to become profitable um, uh, soon. Uh, And so this really, uh, you know, the COVID virus and the the slowing down has been, uh, you know, challenging for everybody. Thank God we're all healthy at Canesco, um, which is is great. But what we've done during this period of time is take the time to really uh, build the foundational operational processes uh, And uh, uh, take on some of the uh, non-technical cost uh, rising inefficiencies that are associated with uh, with the business. Um, I'm getting hit by the... uh... Alexa? Turn on the skylight. Um, I'm hoping that works quickly. Um, The sun just came out behind a cloud. We're gonna see how that works. Um, So where was I? Uh, so, you know, we really are on a path and have put a, a good solid plan and are executing that to build a profitable a profitable business. Because if you're not profitable, nobody's gonna benefit, um, especially us, but the, the, the consumers won't. We have active projects, uh, uh, you know, with cranes putting pieces of, of glass in. Uh, my own personal um, uh, goals are, are to get us to, you know, to, to watch us become profitable and, uh, you know, to delight in watching us become a real, uh, you know, world-class operating franchise business, um, and uh, more than just watching, participating. You know, I'm 63 years old. This is my third career, um, but this is too fun to walk away from right now. So, uh, we'll see uh, for my for my for my end. It's a pretty exciting time.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, Howard, thanks for taking a uh, you know some time out of your day. I'm really excited to, you know, follow your guys story and journey and um and I I do think, you know, as as we're making a more sustainable push in all these different industries, you know, we'll we'll start to see these windows being put in place and I'm sure, you know, I'm excited to see them and have one in my offices and my home because I could mm-hmm. sure you know, especially out here in those sunny San Diego days. Yep, yeah, nope, it's
1: nice. Hopefully we'll get there. Yeah,
0: and I think we just saw it uh go into Yeah, exactly. You just that. saw that you just
1: saw the light switch without um me touching the lights. Um and you know, that was a what a two minute twelve volt battery.
0: And trip. that wasn't planned by the way. For anyone oh, No, it was not planned actually. <laughs> An act of God. You know? <laughs> a, yeah, the testimonials right there. So Howard, um, thanks again. It was great, uh, great chatting with you and meeting you. Um, we'd love to have you on again in the future as well, and just follow up and continue well, here.
1: You know, and in terms of things that people can do,
0: um, yeah. you know, for you know, the, the
1: the, I think you know, educate, learn about it. You know, we're here to help. Uh, but you know, just go to work, go to go to your office, look around. You'll see a lot of lines. They'll be closed, um, and they're, you probably might not even remember they were even opened. Um, and think about open them, look at the view, and if you like what you see, you know, try to figure out a way to, to, to help us get the word out and uh, you know push. Yeah, And we're here to help you know, not just our company, but the whole industry.
0: And what's the best way for someone to follow you guys and support you Go and reach our that?
1: website, canessco.com? uh and uh our uh, marketing tom quinn and and i uh, you can can, uh, reach me as well
0: awesome well howard thanks again really appreciate it it's fascinating learning and hearing about you know what you guys are working on and uh to everyone watching listening um thank you for tuning in to another episode of going green be sure to check these guys out it's it's an amazing story they're doing really cool stuff they put a lot of time energy effort into this some of the leaders in the industry um and again it's it's fascinating to learn more and and get the that quick 30 second uh scientific explanation of what goes behind it was interesting as well so again follow them and be sure to tune into another episode of going green every single week and we'll see you on the next episode thank you